This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, Cordell. Listen, this offense has been not so hot the past couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. let's start with some good things, right? Some let's start with things. the good. That's good. All right. Uh, the running game seems to be getting back on track. That's mm-hmm. been good. J.K. Dobbins, um, eight rushes for 44 yards. Kendrick, King and Drake even got yeah. involved. Four rushes, 26 yards. Devin DuVernay, three rushes, 24 yards. And, of course, Lamar Jackson, 12 rushes, 58 yards. Feels good to, to, to finally start getting, you know, those first downs running the ball that you weren't getting literally a couple of weeks ago. So that was really the good thing. Um, the bad thing, uh, yeah, I got a problem here because, and this is this this is the thing, Cordell. I think that Greg Roman knew coming into this game when he wasn't going to have Rashad Bateman that he was going to have to do you know something a little bit different. So we saw Duvernay kind of be used more so like a Debo in San Francisco type mm-hmm. of thing where he was playing a lot of gadget plays, and I really feel like that was to mask what the offense was and from what I saw tonight um guys weren't getting open consistently uh they they listen the Cincinnati Bengals does have a good secondary so you have to give credit where credit is due but ultimately you know even though Rashad Bateman had been missing the past couple of weeks his presence was absolutely needed and uh yes I know people are going to keep talking about those three plays that Lamar overthrew guys it's fair Lamar had 32 attempts though and they were getting locked up for a good part of the game to which the fact that Mark Andrews just had to start doing his own they just had to start giving the ball to Mark Andrews because nobody can cover Mark Andrews basically but what was the third play I seen you getting into it with people on to I remember okay I remember the Tyler Wallace one I remember the uh the uh Devin sink I mean uh the Duvernay Duvernay one. uh there's a I think there's another play to Tyler to Wallace, but two other 
See, see, here's the thing. Two of those plays were busted plays, though, right. Cordell. Right. The, the, the Duvernay play is the one that you can say, okay, he over, he straight up overthrew him, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's a play that he also underthrew Duvernay a little bit as well. Um, and he they probably would he probably could have, you know, gotten a touchdown. At the very least, he gets a first down, even right. if he doesn't catch the ball. But other than that, I, from what I saw personally is that guys were not consistently getting open. And to me, that is very problematic if you're not going to have a guy like Rashad Bateman on the field moving forward. If Mark Andrews is going to become, have to be the guy every single week, then uh, this is going to be a long year. <laughs> because yeah. that's, not, that's not what you we – all, we always knew that the wide receiving group was already too small in terms of size, right? Mm-hmm. Not enough. That's what I mean. So you already didn't have a whole lot of wide receivers. Now you're in a situation where your number one guy is not playing you know, a football game. So now the depth that you have uh, isn't like the greatest depth. And thank God that they're using Devin DuVernay, you know, for his skill set. Because if they weren't, I – can't imagine what this game would look like without him, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And, you know, it, I've been saying it for a while. I, I When I went back and watched, I go back and watch the, the, the games throughout the week. Um, and that's been a common thing that I've seen is that guys are not getting open. I looked especially vividly thinking about that Bills game. People weren't running open in that game. Uh, and I thought, and I said, I, you know, as I'm watching tonight's game, I said that a couple of times too, like, there's nobody really there, you yep. know, for him to get the ball to. Now, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Lamar definitely wants to have at least the two that's on the top of my mind, the Duvernay one, and then the one of Tylen Wallace. I think he wants both of those. I mean, he was, you know, he basically said it in his presser that he understands that those are passes he has to make. Those are passes he can make really in his sleep. Uh, especially the one to Wallace you want back. But that, yeah. okay, that's a busted play. It's tough. Wallace isn't in a full sprint the right. entire time. And Lamar right. throws it as if he's in a full sprint the entire time. So just those are things that happen when you got your quarterback throwing it to, what, the fifth guy on the depth <laughs> top? You know? right. So it, it's just it's just the things that are going to happen. But uh, look, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This was maybe Lamar's you know, ugliest game of the season. And that's yeah. not even to say he didn't play well because I think his legs ultimately ended up winning him the game down the stretch. Yep. Um, him, his ability, I thought the way he played in the second half was totally different from how he played in the first half. I thought the second half was really good. Yep. Once he got into the, the phase of, okay, Mark Andrews is pretty much the only one that I can trust right now. Once he gets in that mode, you know, I don't love it. <laughs> I don't love it. But they're tough to stop once yeah. they get into that mode to where it's like, I need it and I'm going to 89 to get it. Yep. It's, it's tough to stop them at that point, even when you know where the ball is going. Mark yep. Andrews is just so good about getting open. He's so good making tough catches. Lamar, me and Lamar just have this connection with each other. It doesn't matter how small that window is. Lamar can get him the ball. Yep. Um. So... Definitely that was good for him to get that going, but his legs, I mean, I I thought not only in the first half, but in various points this year, I feel like Lamar has been passing up running lanes 
that he has normally taken in earlier years in his career. And for whatever reason, this year, he's not taking them. What you mean, for whatever reason? He want that too. He want that money. I, mean, he I guess. That, and he I'm, want that moolah. Well, I'm, I'm, trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to keep myself from saying, okay, he's not running simply because he doesn't have a contract. Like, I, I, I don't, and, and that could very well be the reason, but I just felt like that's just too easy of a reason. And, and I feel like even if I ask Lamar that off the record, he won't say I'm not running because of the contract. I, I think it's, I, to be honest, I think it's more about him wanting to, him practicing being more patient in the pocket. Yes, because absolutely. That too. Past, he has been a little quick to take off whereas times like okay maybe you should have chilled so I, I think right now he's still trying to figure out when to let his legs take over and when to try to sit back there and be the prototypical quarterback yeah um, but I was happy to see him as the game went on specifically late in the second half use his legs to get the get whatever yardage they needed and again I'm going to go back to what I've been saying all week about that fourth and goal call, this is why I wanted them to call their bread and butter. You look at that last drive, all quarterback, all read options, all, all, all quarterback keepers. It's and, and they're popping eight yards a pop off of yep. you. You cannot stop it for the life of me. I just do not understand why they do not, why they would not call a play like that when you're on the two yard line. But I don't, I don't want to dwell on that, but it's just right. It's just it just irks me that when they get into these late game situations, how you can just not go with what works best for you. They did that tonight. I give them credit for that. They kept going with that play, too. Mm -hmm. And credit to Lamar. I said up in the booth, I'm like, man, if I'm Lamar, I'm not handing this ball off to nobody because put the ball in my hands. You can't risk a fumble. You you bet you as the guy on this team as the face of this franchise you 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 put the ball in your hands and yep. that's what he did he went out yep. there he ran he got the yards he did whatever they needed to do to get into Justin Tucker's field goal range which seems like that's just stepping into the parking lot you know <laughs> and you know they I mean they they got the job done but hey it's not always going to be pretty you think back to you know we always go back to 2019. It wasn't always pretty in 2019, yep. some of the ways that they won. So, you know, if hey, for real, if you're the Ravens, the uglier, the better, you know, to be yep. honest with you, because men, not many teams can out-ugly win you, you know, if that makes yeah. sense. Not, not many teams can beat the Ravens in ugly fashion the way they can. Maybe, maybe Pittsburgh, possibly, just because that's kind of their style too, especially when these two teams play. But you look around the league, especially looking at the AFC, the Bills worried me because they can kind of win in any style. But outside of that, I, I, I don't think many teams can beat the Ravens when the Ravens muck up the game, when they when they shorten the game and they make it that physical dog fight that's not filled with a bunch of highlights. It's just filled with racking up first downs, getting defensive stops, just doing what you got to do to win the game. And I thought that's what the Ravens did tonight. And um, yeah, it is definitely concerning as far as when is Rashad Bateman going to be back, be back because I do think they need his presence out there. But I'm also happy to see them get the ball to Devin Duvernay in a variety of ways because this guy is a playmaker. He can do things with the ball in his hands. And I think that 
just because Rashad, even if Rashad Bateman comes back, I don't want them to go away from a lot of the stuff that they did in this game to Devin DuVernay. They have to find ways to make somebody else a threat in this offense besides 8 and 89. I completely agree. Um, like you said, it wasn't a great day for Lamar. 19 um, completions on 32 attempts for 174 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. But like you you already mentioned, his second half, you know, he really played well. And um, there's a throw that he made in the first half to Demarcus Robinson. It got picked, the, the, the interception. Mm-hmm. And he tried to put it in between the linebacker and the, the defensive backs, and it got intercepted. Same thing in the second half of the game. I believe it's the fourth quarter. Don't quote me on that. But he throws a, a pass, the same pass to uh, Mark Andrews mm-hmm. over the linebackers. Um, head, and, and it's complete. And I'm like, you know, literally just a half ago, he, he made that same type of throw. And he couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't get there. Um, and so, you know, he – he got better as the game went on. You know what I mean? And that's something that we haven't seen from this offense in weeks because they get hot early on and then they cool off and then don't find ways to to get involved and, and have their defense, you know, all of a sudden on the field too many times. But it was really good to see, you know, how that went. And I agree with you. That last drive, that's Lamar. Look, he didn't – statistically, he didn't have the best day. Um, he had a 71.6 quarterback rating. I mean, look, PFF is probably going to say, hey, he, didn't, he, he was the one of the worst quarterbacks on Monday. But ultimately, that drive is what wins the football game. I mean, you know, look, look everybody can't do it. And it's one of the things that kind of irritates me because I really wish that the Ravens would play a little bit more up-tempo because they're really good at it. Mm-hmm. They're really good at playing up-tempo football. But for whatever reason, they only do it when they have to to do it but I feel like Lamar plays up tempo football really well I don't know why they typically do it in must win situations because I feel like if your offense is struggling maybe you should change the tempo so you can try to get some rhythm going I, I you know I don't understand the logic behind not doing that but ultimately you know they get the ball back after after the Bengals score, go right down the field. And, of course, Justin Tucker just going to do what Justin Tucker – he does Justin Tucker things. He's yeah, and, and, you know, look, L- Lamar is not – like I said, it doesn't have to be pretty. Lamar's a winner. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he's going to do – he's going to tell you. He's going to do whatever it takes to win. If that's throwing, it's throwing. If it's running, it's running. Whatever the case may be, it doesn't have to be pretty. Just get the win. Yep. Two other things. One, I thought J.K. Dobbins looked really good. Yeah. I, I, I think J.K. is really starting to get in the rhythm. He's running tough. He had that one run, I think, where he was Sam Hubbard got him in the backfield and he breaks out of that yeah. tackle and ends up getting like eight or nine more yards. Like J.K. is, you see it when you watch him each of these last three weeks. He he's getting his legs under him. He's getting better and better. I think by the time we get to the end of the season the Dobbins that everybody wants to see. I, I truly believe he's going to be there. I thought it was a really good game for him. Uh, Ronnie Stanley getting well, back. How did we go through this whole segment? And yeah. I even bring up Ronnie Stanley, right. by the way. Right. Well, well you know, he, he didn't, he's not playing the entire game. It, he, was that, was he, that a pitch count? Did he, so did they- uh, Harbs and he said that, that they, that they had a plan for him coming in, uh, him kind of alternating the series. And at times even, 
you know, Makari getting back-to-back series because it, it got to a point a couple of times when Makari is out there on consecutive series. And, you know, Stanley wasn't even on that game winning drive. Yeah, uh, I didn't see him much in the fourth quarter. That's game. why I asked. Yeah, so, I mean, but he, he said he feels good. Uh, you know, this was all part of the plan. He, he felt good. Uh, doesn't feel like he has any setbacks right now. And, you know, watching Stanley out there, I thought Stanley looked really good. He did. I, I thought he looked really good. Yep. Um, and if that's Ronnie Stanley at 70%, 75%, whatever the case may be, I'll take it. You yep. know, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly take it. And, well, hey, I thought Patrick McCarry played his ass off too. You know, they, they were definitely a, a nice little one-two combo at the left tackle spot. Ideally, that's not what you want going forward. But I think as Stanley gets more and more, you know, comfortable that he can kind of go out there and play a full game, that won't happen. But then, I am I mean, obviously, we are, we would expect Makari to go to that left guard spot to fill in for Ben Powers, who I didn't think – look, I thought the offensive line played a pretty good game, all things considered, especially in the run game. Yeah. Uh, the pass game, you know, every pocket wasn't great, but I can't sit here and tell you that I thought that Lamar was under constant duress in the entire game. I thought going yeah. up against Trey Henderson and these guys, sure, they had their moments, uh, but all in all, I think that this offensive line had a really good game uh, in, in this win over the Bengals in both the running and the passing situation. So, Look, definitely a positive sign seeing Ronnie go out there and not only play well, but come out of the game healthy. We'll see what happens going forward. Um, but, you know, I, I think the Ravens got a couple of wins this week, being able to pick up the win over the Bengals, being able to get Ronnie Stanley back on the field, being able to win at home, being able to close out a good opponent. Yeah. You know, I, I, I do think that this win will do wonders for them. I completely agree.